listening to the Mobcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of the Cat's Meow. My name is Candice. And I'm Elaine. And today we're talking about Secret Santa, Vigil for a Bard, Hawaii 2, and Generous Betty. Woo! So to start off our Christmas episode, um, in Kansas City, Missouri, there was a, he's an unknown, nobody knows him, right? Yeah, he is an anonymous, uh, well-to-do businessman. Yes, and they just call him Secret Santa, and I guess he kept about $100,000, split it between some cops, and the cops went out, pulled people over that they they thought would need the money, like if their car wasn't in good condition, things like that. And kept them $1,000. Yeah, and basically when they pulled them over, they said your car has been targeted, which usually means, you know, your your light, your taillight's messed up, or you look like you're doing something terrible. And so, of course, they get a little offense, you know, they get defensive, and then the cops hand them $1,000. And what do they do? They cry. <laughs> there were a lot of tears that there day. There were so many tears. <laughs> <laughs> and what's cool is they got, like, footage of this, and they made a little video, and all the people were crying and happy, and it's just really cute to watch. It's a CBS article, um, uh, Porter went out, and he followed the cops around, I guess, and they have a, a cops now, a lot of them have to wear the chest cams, and they were joking about the fact that their chest cams got a lot of, um, they got kind of beaten up, because so <laughs> many people hugged them, and they were crying, mm-hmm. like, just so much crying, because, of course, when you see a cop, you're like, oh god, what does this cop want, and they have, hand you a thousand dollars. Yeah, more people should do that. Like, this is a great person, and the thing is, even in the video, he's anonymous. They shoot from behind his head, so all you can kind of see is, of course, his red sweater and his red hat. He really is Santa. <laughs> he is, he's, he's freaking Santa. Um, Santa lives in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just a really good gesture. There's people out here, a lot of people don't have money to get their kids toys and gifts, and when you get $1,000 like that, that's... It just makes your life so much better for at least a little bit. Well, that's what one lady was crying because she said on camera, you know, if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have been able to get her kids anything for Christmas. Mm-hmm. She was going to get them nothing, and that saved their whole Christmas, just that little, you know, bit of effort. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe the article said that he does this. Uh, this is not a first-time thing. Yeah, it's every year. Every year. That's pretty I don't awesome. know how many years he's been doing it. $100,000 but... every year, that's... That's quite a bit of charity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, I mean, you see stuff like this all the time. Like, we're talking about how um, there's a local lady who went and paid off everyone's layaway costs. Mm-hmm. You know, doing little stuff like that for Christmas, it's a shame that people don't do it all the way around, but at least they're doing it as a Christmas gesture. Yeah. So, on to our next topic. It's I- about a candlelight vigil for a character, for somebody that plays... Final Fantasy fourteen. Our goal, apparently, for this uh, podcast is to make you cry as hard as yeah. possible. There's so many heart-swarming <laughs> so things. So much heart-swarming things. Like, <laughs> people are so freaking nice lately. I wish that people would do this all year round. Like, why is it... Goodness. So much goodness. And, 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 you know, honestly, this has nothing to do with Christmas, and we should probably tell you what we're talking about now. Yeah. Um, there was a, a guy that plays the popular MMORPG, Final Fantasy fourteen. And he was um, dying of renal failure. And so I guess a lot of people got together and did a little in-game vigil for him. Yeah, hundreds of players. Yeah. Like, just, you know, um, for those of you who play any of games like this, just imagine, you know, a square. Just 
full of people trying to show their support. Um, his name, his in-game name was Codex Valda. Uh, I couldn't find his real name, but he was 29 years old, and in the game he was a level 50 bard. Yeah, and that's really young, 29 years old. Uh, and, um, to know that that many people in a, in a game like that wanted to do something is really good. Because I know even, it, you can get really close to players on those types of games, but there's also a lot of not-so-nice people. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I noticed at the end of the article they were talking about how a, a long time ago, well, not about 2009, I think, 2006, a girl died on WoW. Mm-hmm. And um, they held a vigil for her, and a bunch of rude people ruined it. Oh, my God. And, exactly, and they're, that's, they were saying they were so thankful that nothing like that happened. That's the problem with War of Warcraft. Because, <laughs> no, I mean, I've played it before. I don't know if you have. Uh, no. Okay, really. well, I we used to be an avid WoW player. And there are just some assholes on that game. I have to like, unfortunately say that I felt like if we had held a vigil, mm-hmm. um, if we had held a vigil for AC on um, Arcage, that some bad stuff probably would have happened to us too. On Arcage, really? Y- y- there's some really just rude and really racist people oh my gosh. I see playing the game. And, you know, I don't know if they'd push it to that level, but, you know, people, they get detached. Sometimes when in a situation they get detached. Well, that just things. proves that Final Fantasy is the best game right? ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, h- a huge Final Fantasy fan, so this just, you know, really... This made your day. Yeah, I was very happy to see this. <laughs> we have to give props. This wasn't all of Final Fantasy fourteen. This was specifically the Gilgamesh server. So if you want some nice people... Well, I thought I read... I thought I read that it was other people from other servers did it too. And you know, pictures. maybe. I didn't I, see that. Uh, yeah, I think other people heard about it and they took pictures and sent in pictures and stuff. So The um the sad thing about this is Codex Valdo was actually in line for a donor, but he, um before they could set it up, he actually passed out and he um they held the big vigil and he didn't make it through the night. He wasn't able to see the vigil, but his parents were able to see it mm-hmm. and live streaming they were able to see just um how many people even though they weren't in real time, people who who cared about their son. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really important to them. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, in, in these type of games, these people, you can make, like, little mini families. You can make world-wide lifetime friends yeah, really. sometimes. And it's, it's people who don't play them, they don't understand it, but it's nice to know that the family, even though they probably didn't understand it, got to see how much people love their kid. Mm-hmm. That's why I love games like this. I mean, I miss playing WoW, but at the same time, WoW has some bad people. So <laughs> maybe I should take on this Final Fantasy fourteen business, because yeah. I really haven't tried it. And I like MMORPGs, and I love Final Fantasy. Maybe I should do it. You know, it's funny. You see all the time, well, people who play these games see all the time, people who do, like, the, um, the in-game marriages and stuff. This <laughs> took that to a whole new level. Yeah. They had, like, an in-game funeral. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty much what so they... Sad. And it is sad, but it's it's beautiful sad. It is. Which I think we should move on to our next topic before we start crying. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so our next topic is not going to make you cry. It's it's actually hilarious. Um, Which one is this? This is Hawaii, too. Oh, Candace is going to brag. <laughs> Candace is... <laughs> I'm not going to brag. Candace <laughs> is going to give total props. Okay, so a couple episodes back... We talked about the 10 days or whatever of Kwanzaa, which is a project um, Cards Against Humanity was doing. Uh, for those of you who don't know Cards Against Humanity, it's a game, I believe, that's based out of Maine. And you have a card that has like a like a little saying and you have other cards you play and um, whoever thinks it's the funniest they pick it. And it's kind of hard to explain. And I'm really good at it. And you're really good at it. But um, <laughs> so every year 
um, they do like a little charity thing. And this year what you did is you paid $15 and you were in the 10 days or whatever Kwanzaa, they send you 10 little gifts. And frankly, they've been really cool gifts so far. Just tiny little awesome things. For example, uh, the other day we got miracle berries, which are these berries that, um, Oh, are those those berries that, that make, make your things? tongue sweet? Yeah. They said just miracle berries. Oh my god. So this, Did you try it? Not yet. I've done it before, though. You're supposed I've done to, yeah, you berries. eat them and then you can like eat a lemon and it'll taste really good. Yeah, and you can get those <laughs> off thinkgeek.com, by the way. Thinkgeek.com has those? Yep. This trumps the crap out of that. Um, The other day we got a letter. It was like this little piece of paper. It looked kind of like a legal document. It is a legal document, but it's like on plasticky paper. That basically informed us that... um. Last year, when they did this, they donated a bunch of money to some Wikipedia project. And they were joking that they raised so much money that they could have bought a tiny island. So this year, they bought a tiny island. (laughs) (laughs) They did. They bought a tiny island in um, Maine, and they named it Hawaii 2. This is actually... Is that the legit name, really? We Googled (laughs) it. We Google mapped it straight, because they give you your coordinates for your... um, What you get is you get a square foot of land, and um, they give you your coordinates... And so we we did Google Earth, and we found it, and it's Hawaii, too. Like, the number two. <laughs> so you get a square foot, and basically is... Just um, a square foot? You get, well, they had hundreds of people. I mean, yeah. like $250,000 worth of people bought this. Um, you get your square foot. You can do literally whatever you want with your square foot. But the whole island is open to everyone who bought, you know, bought a piece of the land. So you can go there and camp and whatever. And basically... Um, their rule is, you know, you don't mess with the trees, you don't hurt the wild, the wildlife, and, you know, just have fun there, and you're welcome to go there. Um, it's pretty badass. It's pretty awesome. So, in a Chicago Tribune article, they gave their uh, three reasons for buying the island. One, because it was funny. <laughs> Two, so we could give you all a small piece of it. And three, because we're preserving a pristine bit of American wilderness. And that was their charity. It was their, um, basically creating a Hopefully small wildlife Hopefully they don't get some dumbasses going over there and... Well, that's the thing up. is, um, you can have it revoked if you mess up anything. They basically say if you break their trees, they're going to curse you for 10,000 years, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a little more repercussions than that. Yeah. Um, and you know, they basically say receivers may do whatever they wish with their square foot, and all receivers may use the island for healthy activities like camping. They even sent us a list of healthy activities, and some of them were just, like, people's names. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd brought the document with me. It was really cool. And it came with a map of what supposedly what the, I- the island looks like. It, it was That's just... so cool. So pretty much the only thing that you would have to pay for is just traveling there. Yeah, you'd have to pay for traveling there. How do you get into the island though um we looked at it and um it's really close to like the peninsula it's on a lake Mm -hmm. and um you just have to take a boat across Um, do they have like somebody there like you can't go to this island unless you were cards i wondered that i was like do we have to bring our deed (laughs) yeah do we bring our little like legal deed saying hey i own a piece of hawaii too you should figure that out because i don't know like i feel like if you go there somebody be like you're trespassing if you don't have any proof that it's yours i own a square foot damn it (laughs) well and then um i we have another we have two other friends who took part in this so we're thinking you know why don't we all split the money and they get it too uh, everyone got okay. this, yeah. So we're thinking, you know, why don't we go up and, uh, you know, just split the money and just go camp on our freaking piece of an island. So, um, uh, the company, which was formed by a group of Highland Park high school friends... Ooh, uh, Highland Park. It's like Braveheart. <laughs> got the six-acre island in Lake Street, George, for about $200,000, according to Timken. That's one of the game makers. Uh... <laughs> And frankly, this is just really, really cool. 
Watch you go there and like the island is not. It's like as big as a tent. Like it's really small. Oh, oh my god! I mean, I've, I've Google Earthed it. I've seen it. It's huge. Well, it's. I mean, it's only. It's only what they said. Uh, six acres. So yeah, it's not. That's not that big. Yeah. But you know, I just want to talk about the fact that they named it Hawaii too. There is an island. In Maine. Yeah, in Maine of all places. That is nowhere like Hawaii. <laughs> that they named Hawaii They should have named it, like, anti-Hawaii or something. Anti-Hawaii or because... better than Hawaii. Because <laughs> it's, it's cold. Maine is cold. It makes no sense to me why they would name it Hawaii, too. <laughs> okay. Now we can move on to our final topic. Which is generous, generous Betty. Generous Betty. We um we were really sure what we were gonna talk about for our last topic, and then I stumbled upon Generous Betty, and it is um another holiday themed thing because this is a holiday episode. We have to talk about Christmas. And yeah, in the in the spirit of giving, which we're I want to go ahead and apologize. We haven't talked about any other holiday except for Christmas. Oh yes. I'm sorry, this is not the the Christmas episode. This is the holiday, it's really cold outside episode. Whatever holiday you celebrate right now, we're celebrating it with you. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so we stumbled across a woman um, that they call Generous Betty. And uh, she lives in uh, Ottery St. Mary in Devon. That's a place in England. And basically what she did is she rented out an entire pub she paid for a normal turkey dinner for all of the pub tables and wine for all the pub tables. Um, basically, she bought out the whole pub and then she invited random people of the community to come and share a Christmas dinner with her. And most of these people were people that, you know, were individuals. They didn't have anybody to have Christmas with or they had very few people. Yeah, and a lot of them, you know, some of them did have family, but they still did it. They were like, you know, we're having dinner on a different day because this is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's something good to do. People need to do that all over, because there's a lot of people that are alone for Christmas. And I've, I've heard of a couple people doing it, but the bad thing is I've only heard of them doing it in Europe. <laughs> yeah, they need to start doing that here. If I ever make enough money, I'll do it. Her name is Betty Williams, and she's 86 years old. Um, she basically said that, you know, she's an only child, her husband was an only child, her relatives live really far away, and she just wanted to do something really, really nice for the community. So she planned a community Christmas lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, honestly, the article, which is, um, it's a Telegraph UK article, basically, it's not even an article, it's just quotes of all these people telling the reporter how amazing this woman is. <laughs> and there's all these cute little pictures of all these, uh, you know, elderly folk having a nice little lunch and Betty with her big old happy smile. Um, uh, uh, one person they interviewed, a uh, dinner guest, John Fisher, also, he's, um, I think he's also 86, yeah, 86, a retired map maker said, it's a wonderful gift to the people of Ottery from Betty. And they're basically all like that. They're just really sweet, happy people that love Generous Betty. <laughs> generous Betty, that is the cutest nickname ever. She's so nice. And, you know, why is it in, like, England, their older people are super nice, and here, most of them aren't very nice. Yeah. Like, old people here are kind of mean. Not not all of them. We just, there needs to be more of a generous spirit. Yeah, like... And, and, you know, she clearly has a festive spirit. Yes. She planned, it even said she planned a festive feast, 
And that is one thing that you don't really <laughs> that sounds have. sounds like something on WoW. <laughs> a festive feast. Like, that is something you do notice, though, about elderly people, is they're not very festive. They get, they get, you know, when they're alone, they get sad. Yeah. But Betty didn't get sad. She got awesome. Um, well, hey, she's probably like, you know what? We're going to have a pretty lonely Christmas. We should change that. Yeah, we should make everyone happy. Um, so, uh, along with full dinner with all the trimmings, uh, Betty also ordered two bottles of wine for each of the 12 tables for the meal, and it was on December 3rd. Um, it's an early Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. It would have been cooler if she actually had it on Christmas. I think she didn't felt... want to interrupt with people's actual Christmas well, plans. Well, then they didn't have to go. It's the people that didn't have any Christmas plans well, that should go. I think it was meant to just be a happy community event, you know what I mean? When I when we when we get rich, we'll do one on Christmas. We will. We'll everybody. do one on Christmas. You know, actually, um, in the Polka area, there's a neighborhood called Poplar, and I know, pop like the tree. <laughs> and um, I don't know what holiday. I think it's Thanksgiving, where everyone in the neighborhood makes like a dish, and they have this huge table, it's and they have potluck. a feast outside. That's they, cool. They, they have a huge. Outside? Uh, well. Cold. It might not have been Thanksgiving. I don't know. But they have, and I think it's outside, but they have a huge community, like, meal, and they do them kind of, you know, once in a while. Um, I guess the original Thanksgiving. Well, no, I don't know. I remember hearing things about the original Thanksgiving. I don't even know. We don't even want to know that. <laughs> um, Betty is a former Italian and French secondary school teacher. She doesn't have any children, and she spent over a thousand pounds on this event. So that was... You know, a thousand pounds so much giving. is about as much as it's over a thousand dollars. Yeah, it? it's like the cop that was giving, or the the businessman yeah. that was giving a thousand dollars each. You know, and I bet if Betty was a well-to-do businessman like Secret Santa, businesswoman, businesswoman, she would have given e- even more because she seems like a very giving person. Mm-hmm. So much giving. This whole episode is just goodness. So much beautiful goodness. Good episode. So happy, happy. It's our time to do some goodness. Well, it's your time to do some goodness, people. If you live in the Kanawha County area, Charleston area, and you get clothes for Christmas like most of us probably do. Or really any box. Well, it's... Wow! Shit. (laughs) Small boxes. It's a 15 inch by 9.5 inches, what they says work the best. But honestly, I'm sure they'd take any boxes that are that, you know, rectangle size. Yeah, as long as it's not the deep boxes. It needs to be the shallow boxes that you get clothes in a lot of times. We, they, the Canal, the Charleston Canal Humane Society, the shelter on Greenbrier Street that everybody knows about here, um, they're accepting donations of these boxes to use as litter boxes. Mm-hmm. They're disposable litter boxes to prevent the disease spread and reduce cleaning time. Um, basically, it's just, it's going to help the cats. It's going to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they're saying that the, you know, they'll probably take most boxes that are two-piece boxes, shirt size, but the size they're really looking for is that 15 by 9.5 inches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, instead of just throwing these boxes out like most people do... Just give them to... Yeah, give them to a nice support. Yeah, this is going to support the the cats and everything down there. And imagine the mess that is usually around there. Well, and you know, imagine the amount of time it takes them to do all the litter boxes. And this way they can just dispose of them and keep going. And, you know, right now, the Canal Charleston Humane Association, they really need help. Yeah. We've talked about them before. They're overpopulated. They're trying the best they can to make sure they don't have to euthanize the animals. Is that a word you use for the animals? Or is that yeah. just humans? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, they're really 
putting out every week it seems like they're putting out some kind of event to try to stop you know this really sad event Mm -hmm. which is sad there's just so many strays out there right now yeah and they're they're doing their best um now however if you do not live in the canal area and you listen to our podcast you can still help and i realize this is kind of a stretch but um they have made a Canal Trust and Humane Association Amazon wish list. And what you can do is you can go on there and you can buy the disposable gift boxes like you would for anyone for Christmas Mm -hmm. and have them shipped to them. And um, they'll take it that way. They also have little litter trays on there. They've created a little wish list of stuff that can help um, the animals and help them get their job done. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a little bit of extra money, you don't know what to do with it, buy some stuff and help out the shelter animals. Mm -hmm. It's, It's a good thing to do, really. So, if you want to give them some help, you can check out their wish list or their Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash adopt Charleston. Or, you know what, if you want, you can just stop by at 1248 Greenbrier Street, Charleston, West Virginia, or give them a phone call at 304-342-1576. And I'm sure they'd love anyone's help in any way they can give it. Yeah, if you aren't sure what you can do, call them, ask, they'll let you know. Yay, we did things. Yay! We're nice people. We are so nice. <laughs> okay. We we do apologize again for having no other holiday except for Christmas in this episode. But, you know, it extends to everybody. We're not... We're not exactly religious people. So while Christmas is what we're most familiar with, your holidays are all accepted. And yeah. We love you all. <laughs> yeah. We love every single one of you. Yes. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Merry Doodly-Doo. Yeah. I really don't know what else there is besides Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. So that's all the time we have for today. Sorry. My name's Elaine. My name is Candace. And that was the Cat's Meow. Have a Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.